Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner for the Next Step journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, spiritual growth, vocation, or even your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Welcome to Next Step Leadership. Uh, my name is Chris Maxwell, and uh, I love these conversations that I have with my friend Tracy Reynolds. And Tracy, we love each conversation, each of these podcasts. The dialogue is healthy, and uh, we have the honor of asking questions and listening to the answers uh, from our guests. Um, but the conversation that we're having today uh, means so much to us because um, she is a reminder to us of why we do what we do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we are blessed to have J.J. Sinan Getz. Uh, I have to add the middle name in for my because I knew you as J.J. Sinan, but J.J., yeah. we're so glad to have a... She's a former student and an alumnus of Emmanuel College, but more than all that, uh, we've been friends for a long, long time, and I think we're probably cut out of the same piece of cloth, and uh, we have music in common, we have Christ in common, we have church world in common, but uh, we are so excited to have J.J. Getz with us today. So welcome, J.J. Thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm so excited to be here. And honestly, um, I, I kept asking myself, like, should I just uh, tell them not to interview me because I don't have that much to say? Um, so I really feel I really feel very honored that you would um, let me be a part of this great work that you're doing. Um, it means a lot. Well, well, it means a lot to us. Uh, yeah, you are. You are a voice that we have, uh, ironically, we're on the other, the flip side of that, that uh, your name has been in the conversation since day one. And I wanted to, to publicly thank you for uh, some honest conversation we had just after we started. Uh, I recognize that I can learn a lot from young voices uh, that are, they grew up as uh, digital, not immigrants like me, but were natives or learned it very quickly. And I know that I could ask you a question, I would get an honest answer, yet in love and encouraging, and you exceeded that. And, and every time we do a podcast, I want you to know, I hear a little tape of JJ saying, okay, this is the deal, this is, what, this is the sweet spot, go there. So thank you for that. Awesome. I'm so glad to hear that. I was so excited to find out when you guys were starting to do this. I thought, this is so perfect. I can't believe you weren't doing this 10 years ago. Um, it makes it makes total sense that you're really speaking to leaders, which is your heart, um, and inviting other people along for the conversation too. It's really uh, it's really special. Well, enough about us. Tell us a bit about JJ Getz. How you got to be sitting in the seat that you're sitting today, and working in Charlotte at a church that's growing and thriving, and it's I, I can tell is a big part of the community of Charlotte and your love for that city. I already knew about, but tell us about kind of how we got to be sitting here together. Sure. Um, well, once I wrapped up my time at Emmanuel College, I ended up moving to Charlotte and uh, worked for a couple of churches here. Met my husband here. We really felt. Um, but Charlotte was our home, but we still had some adventure in us. So we moved, uh, bounced around between here and Atlanta a couple of times, um, kept some relationships here in Charlotte. And for a long time, I worked as a graphic designer and did some social media and communications for um, a church here that ended up having 
merging with another church in Charlotte to create a new church, which is called New City Church. And so mm-hmm. at that time uh, that that happened, we were still living in Atlanta and I was doing graphic design during my kids' naps and once they went to bed and mm-hmm. um, writing emails and posting on social and still being the you know full-time mom, part-time graphic designer, but had this sense that that wasn't quite the forever trajectory for me, mm-hmm. uh, but wasn't sure what that looked like and um, sort of felt that the Lord was leading me toward being in, in more of a leadership capacity. And I thought, well, it, there's not really a place for part-time graphic designers who are also full-time stay-at-home moms to enter that space in most churches. Nobody's going to look at my resume and say, oh, yeah, for sure, we want to hire her to run a department or a whole ministry. Right. Um, so I expressed this to my friend who's currently our senior pastor and said, hey, you know, I want to learn more about what it means to really lead. And I don't really know anybody else who would give me a shot. Could I shadow some of your leaders? Could we do something where I, you know, I still live in Georgia, but I could come up to Charlotte once in a while. And he, he basically said, you can't really do that. Uh, from Georgia, you'd, you'd probably need to be here. And I thought, well, that was a nice idea. It's probably not going to happen. Um, and then within the next year, some conversations emerged about, you know, inviting me to interview for a creative director role, which I continuously said, I, I'm not qualified for that. I, you know, I, I think you guys need somebody who's really, really great. And I, I'm not really, really great. I'd love for you to have someone amazing. And, um, uh, they said, no, we, re- we really think that you're the person that we want to bring in. So mm-hmm. I talked to my husband, whom I thought, I don't know if this is going to work. And he said, this is what I, I want for you. I see this um, trajectory mm-hmm. for you. You need to do this. And he said, you know, for us, um, we really wanted to have our kids uh, be homeschooled. And he said, well, I'll take over homeschooling the kids. I'll keep a couple of marketing clients. I'll do that. You can focus full time on the church stuff. And uh, so we ended up moving to Charlotte from Atlanta in um, June of 2020. And so I've been, wow. yeah, I started working uh, full-time for the church right when COVID hit. So things kind of went nuts mm. in mid-March of 2020. And my first day was Easter of 2020, which we did fully online. Right. And so I, I learned how to lead via video chats uh, pretty pretty quickly. We spent a lot of time on Zoom and Teams. Um, and since coming into that role, I've been able to work with some of other our other departments, um, getting some of them aligned, really trying to get people working well together and departments and mm-hmm. areas that uh, need to be communicating well to get them in the same room and work stuff out, figure things out and discern how, you know, how to move mm-hmm. forward. And it's been really fun. I've learned a lot. I think for me, the learning curve has been the craziest because I went from uh, early in my career working mostly in children's ministry to mm-hmm. then doing more communications, creative space, and then learning more about production, uh, facilities, IT, some more of the operations side has been really, really challenging, but also such a gift. I feel like I'm getting uh, paid to come to work to learn. And it's uh, I'm learning so much every day from my teammates who are very, very bright, really creative, dedicated folks. And to me, that's just a dream. Mm. JJ, how can we all have uh, a better view of that life of learning? 
not letting our our learning just be about well i've gone to college i've pursued this degree and it's like all past tense uh, but tracy and i saw you i mean you you were great academically but you still had that mind of open and thinking and, and trying new opportunities and especially right now in our present culture where everything is changing so quickly. Mm-hmm. And even as we are aging, time is traveling like so fast, but things are changing. Um, so from your perspective, how can we have that, just that as followers of Christ, as students of Christ, as disciples of Christ, helping lead and guide others, how can we be led well and guided well through the process of adjusting and learning? Yeah, I, I think the most important thing is probably humility because if you're not humble you can't ask someone a question you can't be curious you can't seek to to find out more you can't even grow in your faith if you're not curious about what that actually looks like when we mm-hmm. feel like we've got it all together and you think well I understand all that I know all of that I don't need to grow I don't need to learn uh, mm-hmm. the pride in there will keep you from growing so for me, and being humbled, not just feeling humble, but being humbled <laughs> by not knowing the answers and having to ask people, hey, can you explain this to me? And the number of times I've asked, um, particularly in the areas of our staff where I'm not a subject matter expert to say, can you explain this to me? What does this acronym stand for? How does this work? Mm-hmm. Um, how do we partner with our ministries to do this better? And to not feel like it makes me look stupid as mm-hmm. a leader to ask a question because it doesn't, I'm not, I'm not stupid. I just want to learn more. Um, and to realize that my gift, it's, it's a little bit transactional for me in that I can partner with my teammates whom I lead and help them grow in their leadership. And they can help me learn more about the areas that they're leading. So to, to be a learner is to exist in a, in a good relationship you know, even yesterday, my husband's a bed break, uh, bread baker. Even yesterday, I said, will you teach me how you bake bread? And he's been baking bread since, you know, before we were married. And that was always his thing. But I happened to think, I don't, I don't know how that all works. And I actually, I'm really curious. Um, so I think to learn requires some humility. And it probably mm-hmm. does require being humbled a few times by not knowing something and being okay with the fact that you don't know and mm-hmm. that there is information, that there is growth, that um, you don't have to just stay where you are. You know, you don't mm-hmm. just have to say, this is all there is. I, I'm good. I, I never feel that way. I never feel like I've arrived. So I'm constantly mm-hmm. seeking to understand people, understand processes, understand um, the church understand what can be known about God, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I appreciate and wish as I'm listening to you, JJ, I'm thinking, I wish I had been more inquisitive and less prideful earlier on. Mm-hmm. I, I really wish that, you know, in my early twenties, uh, because life does have a way of, of sometimes can be humiliating. Um, or you can just, life has a way of humbling you. We, we just have yeah. to realize that if we don't care who gets the credit, it's amazing mm-hmm. what we can do. Um, but I've never, I've always been aware that, that if I thought you thought I could do something, I could be amazing at that. But if I think you think I can't do something, I can be equally as bad. Yep. And 
I, I think overcoming that, reaching a point where it's I'm not the sum total of the stuff I can do or not do. Yeah. I, 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 I'm glad that I feel the same way now, but I'm also very proud that you've learned that you know, relatively early in life. You know, I, I don't have to do everything, and I don't have to know everything because we can't and we don't. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's been really hard for me because I used to only do things I knew I was good at. So I wouldn't, I didn't want to try new things. I didn't want to fail or potentially fail. Um, but particularly lately, the past few months, we've had some transitions and I've had to tackle some things that have been really challenging for me. And I, I do feel like there are times that I've failed in that, but realizing it's through failing that we grow and, mm. you know, they're not, you know, big F failures, but they're small failures and things that I, I think I could have handled differently or approached differently. And through that, realizing there's grace when we fail, that I'm not the sum total of my successes. And I'm also not the sum total of my failures. Right. And that what I am able to do is approach everything with humility and sometimes mm maybe sometimes not enough confidence even um, mm -hmm. in just acknowledging my um, insufficiencies, but being willing to jump into it anyway, being willing to mm. work hard uh, when things are challenging, knowing that it, it may not be perfect and it likely won't be perfect. Yeah. And I'll still have to sleep at night. Um, would yep. prefer that things go perfectly, but they, they won't. Yeah. And yet it is in the, it's in the struggle and it's in the failing that I'm able to grow. If I didn't try new things, if I didn't um, take risks and invest fully in people, in you know the mission and vision of the organization that I'm serving, if I didn't invest fully um, and fail, I wouldn't grow at all. I would just be stuck. It's kind of like mm -hmm. lifting weights. You have to keep pushing and sometimes to the point of failure in order to grow. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that gives me a little bit of permission sometimes to to let the failure happen um and not beat myself up about it yeah and this this will not surprise you that you hear me say this but one of my concerns is how we choose to respond to that to mm -hmm. those failures to our shortcomings um and are we getting help uh, mm -hmm. i feel like there's so many of us in ministry positions or in some type of servant leadership positions uh, we we stumble and fall, or we we're not able to do it the way the perfectionist in us would like to do things. Mm -hmm. uh, how are we responding to that? Who are we talking to? And my concern is we're trying to fight through those issues alone mm -hmm. instead of having a, a counselor, a pastor, a coach that we can be honest yeah. and talk to. Uh, JJ, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, I feel very fortunate that when I uh, stepped into a leadership role at my church. I was given a coach that that was part of what um, the church did to support me in my leadership journey. And I'd never had a leadership coach before, so I had no idea what what I was to expect. But it happened at, at a time that I was in one of those, I think, growth periods where everything seemed hard, where I felt very unsure of myself. And to have someone who wasn't on staff with me, who wasn't one of my best friends, who was and a neutral third party who really her only goal was to help me succeed uh, to be able to chat with her every week and process the stuff that I was dealing with to get some 
almost helpful tools for how to operate as a leader in certain spaces, how to show up, how to engage particularly relationally with other leaders, uh, most of whom were men. And I hadn't been in a, a space like that where I was the only woman in a room you know, full of men trying to lead with them and navigate that relational space. Um, but having having a leadership coach has been a game changer for me. And even going through challenging things recently, having someone I knew had a perspective greater than mine, but who believed in me, um, who didn't have a dog in the race other than to help me grow has been so huge. And then truly um, for, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this, but find a leader that you want to follow. I think so many times if you're, sort of in ministry by yourself and you're not being led well, it's very easy to just feel isolated and not have the kind of support and challenge that you need. I feel very blessed that my boss, our executive pastor, is one of the finest leaders I've ever had the opportunity to work for. He's brilliant and he cares deeply about people. Mm. And I'm, I, I don't feel ever as though I come to him and don't have the support that I need that he can always absorb uh, the complexity that I bring of the things that I'm processing and and trying to figure out and learn. And so I would encourage um, people, ask more from your leader. Don't just assume that you have to handle everything all by yourself, that you have to shoulder this burden alone. I think about particularly solo pastors of smallish churches feeling like they're just Mm -hmm. isolated, that they have the weight of the world on their shoulders. They have to, you know, marry and bury and dedicate babies and do programming and preach and figure everything out. And my encouragement would be find someone to help you, whether it is a coach, whether it is spending more time with the, the leader that you sit under, um, we're not meant to do this alone. And if I had to do my work alone, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. It's unsustainable. Uh, so I would, mm. I, I don't know how I would have made it through the past couple of years without having incredible support outside of you know, the people that I um, lead with um, and the people that I lead for sure. Mm. That's so good. There's so many practical pieces to that, JJ. Well, I, I look forward to this continuing this conversation uh would love to learn more about how you're working uh, you've mentioned team a lot you've talked a lot about um relationships not just the vision the mission of the organization but the value and the worth of the people that you work alongside it's obvious to me that you care not only about your organization and your mission your church uh, but you also care about the people yeah and there's something very winsome about uh, believing in them and speaking about them as as highly as you do it's not just you know company line that's that's obvious and who would want to work for that right (laughs) so well we will have you back on our next podcast uh and uh if people want to reach uh, you what's the best way to find you probably on instagram i'm the jj gets i mostly post pictures of my kids but you can (laughs) you can find me there nothing they're adorable they're pretty cute yeah, yeah um, I, I do like them a lot. So I, I post their faces pretty frequently. So that's probably the best way to find me. Very well, cool. it's so good to, to see you on the screen and to be able to have these conversations with you as we just kind of 
uh, think, talk, and dream together of ways to make our next steps our best steps. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Check out our show notes for more information regarding guest contact information. Chris Maxwell's 11th book, Equilibrium, 31 Ways to Stay Balanced on Life's Uneven Services, is available now at www.chrismaxwell.me or Amazon, where you can find all of Chris's previous books as well. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. You can find their new musical releases at www.casualamericans.com or at your favorite music suppliers. We release Next Steps Leadership each Thursday, so join us again next week on the Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. Center